All right. Welcome to Try Try Again, a movie club. This is episode number 77. The show is all about trying old things or trying new things. Old things for the first time. No, the opposite of that. Trying old things again and trying new things. Like trying to say that correctly. (laughs) I got a new baby. I don't sleep. I I gave up sleep on (laughs) April 24th. Um, it's a good day. So, yeah, that's what we do. Uh, we, we watch a movie. We pick a movie each week. And uh, this month, we're, we're doing a superhero month. So earlier in the month, we did um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We did Wonder Woman. And this week is Kick A or Kick Butt or the other name uh, that I'm not going to say on the show. I'm trying to keep it super duper family friendly here. It's in the Bible. Possible. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Kick donkey. <laughs> um, that's the that's the movie that we watched. So um, yeah, for those of you tuning in live, send in what review score you might give it, and we'll we'll talk about that on the show. Uh, so we're gonna start out with a review. Let's let's do what we usually do, and don't have any spoilers for the first just a couple of minutes of the show. Um, the movie was new for Brandon. Yeah, it was. And it's it's an it's not old for me. I watched it for the first time a few years ago, so I, I came to the party a little bit late myself. Um, but what'd you think, Brandon? What what score would you give it and why? Probably a three and a half, four. <laughs> really? I mean, Does I mean, everything need to be a three and a half or four? It, it must be okay. crap on all things. Let me, uh, I'll just explain why. I don't think the movie knew what it wanted to be. It, it, it felt like a B movie. It felt like a, like a college, you know, they came across $20,000 are going to throw it together with some friends type of, it had that feel. There are times where it was like totally like, we're going to throw this together and we're just going to have fun with it. And then there are times it was like, no, you need to take us seriously. And then there are times it was like, we're going to be extra cheesy. And then there was times it was like, we're going to be extra dramatic. And then there are times where like, we're going to be extra gory. And I was like, just, just, just pick a theme. Just, just be, be what you want it to be. And it try to be everything. And then all at once. And sometimes in different parts. And, um, it, it was it was cool. I dig the idea. I thought it started off great. The first act is all about this kid who sees trouble in the world. He thinks, you know, we can do more. Um, anyone can be a superhero. They, they name drop Batman a couple of times in this, even though Batman's not in it. This is not DC. Uh, not, you know, I, I love the, the dark horse picture. I don't know if anyone else caught that. The poster in the background. Oh, uh, the dark conversation horse. at the... Yeah. Uh, Record store? It's yeah. like a record store, right? Yeah, now. yeah. And that was awesome. Uh, it started out exactly how, okay, I'm buying it. I'm believing it. Let's do this. And uh, it has the quirky, you know, I'm a teenager. Life is weird, you know, aspect. I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Um, and then it just goes off the rails. Uh, it they, they try to add conspiracy to it. They try to add a lot of things to it. We'll get into the spoilers, but... For me, it started off great, and then it was just all the way down. And and um, so at the end of it, um, I, you know, I, I, I the for the final battle, I was like, okay, let's just get it over with. I, that's how I felt. I wasn't built up for the final battle, and uh, we'll get into that in the spoilers. But that that's kind of where I rate it, and that's kind of how uh, my unspoiler review of it. It'd it give it a three and a half or so. It, 
it could have been so much better uh, if they just would have kept the tempo, kept the pace, kept what they wanted to do in Act One and, and move it forward uh, instead of try to be the jack of all trades uh, in, in the movie. What about you? You tell me. What man, what what, what, I, what I'm double digit score man. does it get? I'm broken hearted, dude. I think this movie is a masterpiece. I think it is easily, in my opinion, one of the best superhero movies ever made. I think um, I can see what you're saying about how it doesn't really know what it wants to be. But for me, I'm not trying to like put it in some kind of category or whatever. Yeah, I'm just going with it. And you kind of do have to ride with it to enjoy it because you are right that like it, it does have dramatic moments. It does have ec- extremely cheesy moments. Like um, I'm kind of curious as to what Nicolas Cage's deal in the movie is like, was he supposed to be kind of robotic because some of his lines are delivered in that way. And it's like kind of like obviously cheesy, you know, but there are like really, um, they're kind of like touching moments in it, but even those moments have like cheesy things in them at the same time. And so for me, I I feel like kick a is like a, um, it's, it's like a B movie pretty much. Like you were saying, I feel like I take it that way. Like the whole way through, like it's pretty over the top. I mean, you have a 13, 14 year old girl who is just, a, a machine, you know, she's basically Deadpool. Um, and she's like a little kid with no powers or anything, but she's like a vigilante and she kicks all this butt and, and, uh, which by itself is over the top, but then she has like purple hair and, uh, cheesy, um, lines that she says and everything. Um, but yeah, that all that said, like for me, the package comes together very nicely, and and I I love B movies, and and I love um, Tike's like humor. I love um, actually, really, what what it really comes down to is to me, this movie is about Hit Girl. It's not even about Kike. Like You're right, I and, and I love her so much. Kike is fine. I could he I don't really feel any kind of attachment to him, but. As a movie, like when Hit Girl comes in the scene, it's just I, I love it. Chloe Grace Mortez is just fantastic in here. I think some of the lines, even her lines, are a little bit cheesily delivered. Yeah, and I, uh, but I really embrace it in this one. The thing with so. cheese is cheese works as long as like it's built up towards the moment. Things are happening. Things are happening. Zoom in. Say the cheese line. Uh, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Bruce Willis, Chuck Norris. Uh, that's that's their thing. That's that that works. That's how we understand action movies. Is cheese works if it's done right. And she stole the show. Could not agree more. It reminded me a lot of uh, when watching Suicide Squad, which was just a dumpster fire of a movie. But uh, Harley Quinn stole the show. She absolutely one hundred percent became a character I was infatuated with. Because of the character, I thought everything about it was awesome. And and Hit Girl, she she does that. Except the problem with Hit Girl was, did they really have to go with a ten year old, an eleven year old? That you know, I, I I it felt like Three Ninjas at times, if, or sidekicks. You know, for for those who remember those from the early nineties, where you had like the three brothers who just you know went around and you know their grandpa was a ninja, so they 
threw, knew how to throw punches. I mean, it felt like okay, you know, um, cool. You know, you're you're you 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 hit a grown two hundred and fifty pound man, and uh, he's knocked out. All right. I I I I I know it's based off a comic. I understand that. I get that. But um, there is a line. There's always a line. There has to be a line because we're not seeing five year olds go and do it. So there has to be a line. And that's where I was like, love the character, love the girl. She did great. She did awesome. Um, she made me. Uh, she made the uh, story better. But she was trying to save that movie. It felt like, in my opinion. She, she, I, I was getting no love out of the kick a character at all. The guy who played it couldn't really care. Um, they did a great job for red mist, uh, uh, McLovin. I thought he, you know, he, he played that quirky character very, very well. Uh, uh, Mark strong, who's his dad, um, got rid of the British accent for this did really well. You know, he did, he did all right, I guess you could say. Um, but it was, it was, um, you know, it, 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 there, there were parts where maybe I'm being a little harsh. Maybe I'll raise it to, to four and a half at this point, but just because of kick girl, like she was the pinnacle, the best part, the reason you would want to watch it. And the reason maybe you want to watch the sequel. And, um, but yeah, I just, man, the cheese was just strong with this movie, and it was, <laughs> and it was Limburger, dude. This was just big stinky cheese <laughs> over and over and over and over, and I was like, just, just. There were some cool parts, I, and we'll get into that in the spoilers. But yeah, that, I, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and I, I raise my score. All right, uh, I didn't give it a score. Uh, for me, I'm going to put this in the nines. I'm going to give it a nine. Wow. Um, it, you know, I, I see what you're saying. I think what it is, is this is, this is a movie that's for me, you know, yeah. like, like the, uh, we're checking in with the triers. Jessica gives it an eight and Brandon is wrong. She says <laughs> smiley face. Always. <laughs> um, it, it just resonates with me. The, the whole scene, um, where, Okay, well, let's get into spoilers. Let's say spoilers, spoilers. are okay now. So spoilers. <laughs> um, there's this whole scene toward the end of the movie where um, they're doing a, a, the assault on, on the big bad guy's base. And they got tons of henchmen in there and everything like that. And, and Chloe Grace Mortez is, it goes in there. Well, Hit Girl goes in there. And she's out of costume. She just is dressed like a little school girl. And... I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much if you haven't seen it. But that whole scene of her, and I mean, like like Brandon would say, it's totally unrealistic, you know. And and if you don't think it's cool that a, a teenage girl is going to massacre a bunch of dudes, then it probably won't be your thing. But for me, it's super duper cool. And so she just goes in there and she busts out these guns and she's just just pumping these guys full of lead. At one point, she runs out of bullets. And she throws her gun at the guy's head and knocks him out. It's awesome. And meanwhile, you're getting a bad reputation by Joan Jett, like blaring on the soundtrack. And to me, it's like one of the greatest um, superhero scenes for me. It's so satisfying to watch her. And and I I like it. I like how, uh, you know, she is really violent. You know, she's trained by her dad. And Nicolas Cage is this weird, like, 
loving father slash like almost looks exactly like Batman kind of a deal. <laughs> I'm sure they did that on purpose. Um, well, they make reference to that. Yeah. They're talking about Batman a few times in the movie and everything. Um, but yeah, that scene is, is my easily my favorite scene of the movie where with, uh, the Joan jet and her just cap and fools. So satisfying for me. Uh, I, I absolutely, uh, agree. Um, it wasn't my favorite part, but that was a key, key part. It, it was like, it was, it was for me, it was, it was giving the movie a heartbeat again. It was like, okay, we got over the dramatic crap of, of, of her dad dying, which was, uh, in my opinion, one of the worst death scenes in cinematic history. Well, like, one of the know, worst death okay. scenes I've ever seen ever. Let's ever. talk about that. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. I, I can see where you're coming from on that. I think if, if you're taking it seriously, yeah, for me, I'm laughing in that scene. And maybe we're not supposed to be laughing, but I, okay. I think I think I'm laughing along with the directors and the actors and everything because in the scene where where, where uh, the dad his character is named Big Daddy in the movie, uh, in the scene where he's dying, he's being burned alive, and his daughter, who is Hit Girl, is is saving him. You know, she's coming in there, killing all the bad guys, and rescuing him and stuff. He's being burned alive. And while he's being burned alive, he's giving her orders like, use this gun and <laughs> the flashlight, <laughs> dude, that's supposed to be funny, man. There is no way that's a serious thing. Like the, his delivery, how he looks that has to be a joke, man. I, that was the thing they did. If it was a joke, it was like one of those where I was like, I didn't know there was, I didn't know we were joking. Like that's what I, that's how I looked at. Some it. of the best kind of it was jokes. like it was like I I didn't know this was a joke. Uh, I wasn't prepared. My mind wasn't thinking. Uh, one of the one of the main people of the movie is about to die and is dying and is being barbecued and we're we're in joke mode. Like that's not where my brain was. My brain was like <laughs> and I was like, she is she going to save him? Is is she, what's going to happen to him? Is he going to get out of this? Is KK going to do something instead of just like, I can't do anything. You know, what is, <laughs> what, what's going to happen? And one of my, and, and that was, that was my, that was really where I wanted to take it was, it was one of the worst death scenes I had ever seen in cinema. I, I just, I was like, I was pulling teeth and, but it had some of the best parts of the movie. And, and I love the first person view of hit girl with the night vision goggles on going through the warehouse and capping off all the, the henchmen because the henchmen weren't looking and you could see she'd get the gun like really close and then, you know, and you'd see the yeah. blood. I wish there was more blood. Um, it, the, the blood was like B level. It was a B movie type of blood, but I wish, you know, but the, with all that being said, that was original. I love original. I love cool. I love saying we're going to do something different that you haven't seen before and we're going to do it awesome. And there isn't a movie out there. There isn't a scene out there where we're seeing in first person night vision going through a warehouse and capping off henchmen. It's original. Yeah. It's still to this day, unless you count Hardcore Henry, till, to, still to this day, that is a an amazing scene to do first-person violence. Um, I'm a huge advocate of it. I love first-person shooters. Not only that, 
I've been advocating for decades that we need to have a first person uh, comic hero video game. You know, give me Wolverine with first person, you know, where you see the claws maybe moving like this as he's running along. Like, give me give me something different. Give me something that I'm going to go. That's cool. I haven't seen that before. And to me, that was the highlight of the movie and and the best part of the movie by a mile. The ending, I did like her in the ending. The ending was very, very good. But that scene alone made me go, I'm now solely interested. I love this. This is awesome. And then pff, worst and death then scene I've ever seen. Death, ever seen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just, I feel like. You know, it just might not be your type of thing, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, you know. for me, it's like, I for, I don't, not with every movie, but for me, I'm, I just was feeling, I watched it just a few hours ago. Yeah. And I was really feeling, I was moving along with it. You know, I can, I can watch her. I mean, that scene was really cool. That, that scene and the ending were like the two, easily the two best. Oh yeah. Um, And her, and for me, it wasn't just the first person, but just the idea that, you know, you know, she has night vision goggles and she's putting like a strobe light on them and they can't see her and she's just yeah. all over the place, you know, um, very cool. And yeah, it, it does. It's really cheesy at the same time with Nicolas Cage yelling the lines. Um, yeah, but at the same time, like that doesn't, that didn't make the movie go down at all for me. Well, it's let's, let's like, look at the scene a little different though. I mean, he's, uh, so he's being burnt to a crisp. And he's yelling out instructions. Okay, I'm gonna buy that. Now he's put out, right? Now, now, now he's 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 simmering, and now he's dying. Now this is the death scene. Right. Oh, it was horrible. Oh my gosh, it was it was so classic Nick Cage to like try to make it something bigger and stronger, and the pause is there because. He's Nick Cage. Like it was so like, oh, just just die already. Just die. Just just die. (laughs) I think I think Nick Cage knew exactly what he was doing. This he knew he was a a B character in a B movie, and and he's delivering an intentionally cheesy death. I think that's what's happening here. I mean, okay, look look at this. Look at that. Look at Big Daddy, dude. His part of his disguise is completing his mustache yes. and adding those two parts right there. Like, is that done to be cool? Is that just a a thing to make us giggle a little bit? I think right? it's to make it the lawyers so they don't sue the movie for Batman infringement. <laughs> like Batman doesn't have a, a you know the Fu Manchu, so we're still legally different characters at this point. <laughs> I think that was there for. But I think of that like I think that is just like a hundred percent just to show like this is a goofy movie. This is silly. Yeah. You know? And There's a lot of jokes in it. And like just like the banter between um Todd and what's the other kids uh, my name's Todd, so I uh, <laughs> can remember the that one kid's oh, name. I can't remember the kid with the glasses or the The kid with the glasses, like yeah. the chubbier kid yeah, that was on was the, in the office. office. Kid was Jinx. hilarious. Every line was so funny. You know me a coke. <laughs> I thought um, I don't know. I think it established it, but yeah, honest. You know what's funny though? What thing I don't agree with you on is I thought Red Mist 
was super lame. I could have done without him. I thought he was like too obviously cheesy. I think the rest of it had this subtleness to it. And I, and I appreciate like the subtle cheesy humor, like the Nicolas Cage, like, yeah. like it's not in your face. Like, Oh, you know, like I think like big bang theory is like when they tell a joke, it's like, this is the joke. <laughs> Nobody can miss the joke. And I think of the, the Nicolas Cage is more like the arrested development. Like there's a note written on a piece of paper in the background and you, if you're not in on it, then it's not funny to you. Or if you don't appreciate that style, then it's not funny to you. You know what I'm saying? I, but you have to look at the actor who played him, and, and his name's escaping me at the moment. I think he has like three names, like some weird people do. You're talking about Red Mist? Yeah. So okay. so Red Mist. So he he is cheese, right? And I get it. Like, and and I'm totally on the same page with you because you're saying you like you know you like Cheddar, and I'm saying I like Monterey Jack. Like, right? Okay, yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm totally cool with that. But what I was saying is, is that the character that played him, I know what I'm getting out of that guy. He plays the same character in every movie. And to me, that was McLovin playing Red Mist. Like that that's what it was. I, I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I knew how he acts. I know that he likes to personify himself with grandeur. Um, and he and he loves the idea that he's more than just this scrawny little uh, kid. And that's the type of characters that he plays. I get it. I love it. I buy it. And that's what made Red Mist work was Red Mist was that personification of I'm not just some gangster's, you know, mob mob boss's son. I have good ideas. I, I, I can hold my own. I can be a super villain just as much as they can be a superhero. Um, and he does it with cheese. And I, and I, and I liked his style of cheese. Um, and, and you like the other style of cheese and that totally, that's totally yeah. cool. It that's, but that's where I thought red mist was like, he picked a stupid name. He went over the yeah. top on the Mustang. He went over the top on his like mask and he went so over the top, but that's what he had to do because that's all he sees himself as. That's all the world sees him as is just the scrawny little nerdy moss bob son. Um, yeah. and, uh, that's what, that's why I bought it. That's why I was like, okay, he's going to be polar opposite of, of, of what the world sees him as. Huh? I did like, I will say about red mist. Um, I might not have liked the, his corniness in particular, but I actually really did like his, um, the writing for him and the story of that guy, because I thought that was kind of cool that he was like the son of the guy. He wanted to get fan, you know, he wanted to like, you know, be bad like his dad or whatever. Yeah. He had some interesting ideas and he was like a betrayer and stuff. He reached out as a friend. I thought that was all like really interesting at least. Um, do you have anything you else uh, you'd like to bring up about the movie before we go on to our, um, our random questions? You know, I'll just, um, you know, I would, if anyone's looking for a movie where you don't have to think much, you don't have to, you can, you can follow along. It's very, very easy to follow along. Extremely easy. Um, if, if you identify with, you know, uh, uh, these type of characters where, you know, they're, they're quirky, but they, and cheesy, but they're, they're, they're doing things in life. You're going to love this movie, but by no means. And, and let me tell you, don't watch like the dark Knight. And then turn this on because you're just going to absolutely have the worst time. <laughs> like you're just going to be like, okay, this is, this is horrible. 
But if you're if you're in like, hey, I got some popcorn, kids are down, let's just watch something uh, cheesy, throw it on. You're gonna have a good time with this movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's it's definitely not in the vein of movies like The Dark Knight where it's really serious or whatever. It's like how not- did you say that? How did you say that? what word? Oh, serious? Why uh, so? It, just, it was serious. weird. It was <laughs> oh. weird. That it's serious. Serious. Hey, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't have that same like dark tone to it. It's more I mean, it's not like Deadpool a right. whole bunch, but there's a lot like it's 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 really violent like Deadpool. There there's a good amount of humor in it like yes. Deadpool. It's not like like Deadpool could just you could just call Deadpool a comedy and it's it like stands on its own as just a comedy. This is more of like a superhero movie with that a superhero movie's amount of jokes in it, and that's um, exactly what I was originally saying. Because they would start as it's it was a B movie that turned into a drama that would turn into no, this is a real real comic book fight, real comic book things happening, and then take me seriously type of movie, big production movie, and then it would turn into just different things. And Deadpool stayed the course from 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 the opening credits to the ending credits stayed the course, and it just went. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going, and this is what's happening. Um, and uh, that's where I felt like uh, with Kike, they that's where I I was like, gosh, if they would have kept it a B movie, if they would have kept it cheap, and if they would have kept it like. Uh, n- not trying to be a big production movie that's trying to mask itself as a B movie because this is supposed to be no one has any superpowers at all. Um, I wish they would have kept that type of feel to it instead of make it big production at times. Yeah. You know what this is? Here, here, This is the movie, and I don't know if you've, you're a fan of these movies, Brandon, but I would say this is the Evil Dead 2 of superhero movies. I can 100% agree with that. So thanks. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really really good analogy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. If you watch Evil Dead Two and you think this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, because it's not definitely not for everybody. But yeah, if you like Evil Dead Two, oh, yeah. you've probably already seen this movie. But it's it's the Evil Dead Two of superhero movies. Um, you heard it here first. Try try again podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go into our random questions. Let's if you're uh, just tuning into the show, you're new. Uh, each week we, we ask each other just goofy, one goofy question per person hosting the show. Um, and, and my question is, uh, this movie is like a grounded movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Like nobody has powers. Yeah, there's a jetpack at the end or whatever. That but was a little, okay. First of all, yeah, that was a little far-fetched. Once again, they, they left the B movie <laughs> and they went big production. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of B movie to me. Uh, anyway, uh, so this is grounded, you know, Batman kind of tries to be grounded, but then we have like other things that are not like Hulk and, and Thor and everything. That's just like fantastical and everything, which, um, what superheroes do you generally prefer? You know, do you, do you prefer the grounded ones or do you like the more fantastical ones? I'm, I'm a grounded guy. Um, some of my top favorite, you know, uh, I grew up, uh, loving Deadpool, grew up loving Wolverine, very grounded. Uh, love Hulk, love Juggernaut. I know those are X Men. Uh, I know those those are Marvel guys. Um, you know there are your big supernatural godlike ones that are out there. That I was like, mm, okay. Uh, I feel like I feel like we as mere mortals, we don't know how to use those type of 
of superheroes or supervillains, we don't know how to use them because we we don't know, you know, beyond that. We're not we're we're not scientists. We're not we're not there. So we we know the most about a grounded real type of human and i think that's what makes a batman so amazing that's what makes a punisher so amazing is i mean how cool is punisher to be like yep. he's a vigilante who makes money off of the bad guys that he kills and like that's his source of revenue is is taking the money from the bad guys he doesn't make money any other way and I was like, that's awesome. Um, so to me, it's, it's definitely on the on the grounded side. Every now and then, um, things are pretty cool. Uh, we talked about it last week. I loved I loved Superman versus Zod uh, in Man of Steel. That was awesome. But I I'm a um, I feel like I feel like the grounded ones are usually not only the better movies, but uh, you know the the better comics as well. Not bad. I, I pretty much agree with you on every, on all of that. Like, I I always thought I liked the fantastical stuff more. I remember um, Stephen, who used to host this show um, for a long time. He and I were friends as like little kids, like twenty years ago, thirty years ago wow. almost. Um, and we would get in arguments about Superman versus Batman, and he was always like, "Batman's cooler," and I was like, "Superman's cooler because Batman doesn't even have any powers." And I think the older I get, the more I like those grounded guys. I think I see, um, like Punisher, like you mentioned, I see him and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's cause I, 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 I like criminal, the, 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 uh, removal of criminals from society is I appreciate that, you know, and Punisher is like, he's not just like out murdering everybody, you know, he's like finds the worst guys and he takes them out. You know, and, and I like that. I like, um, I like Batman a lot more than I did when I was a kid Yeah, because of that same thing. Like it's not, he doesn't make him cooler that he doesn't have powers per se, but it makes the world more interesting to me that like Scarecrow is kind of grounded in science a little bit. And, you know, it's like you get this cool, fantastical element, but that's based on a real thing. I think that's a little bit more fun for me than say, like, I, I did like the movie Dr. Strange, um, but it's so mystical and everything like that and magical. Yeah. And, I, and I appreciate like that we're, there's a, an effort at least in, in, in many of these things, like, like Batman, for example, to ground it in science and stuff. And I, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm going to take a minute. I, I had I, this, I was talking about this with a friend of mine last night and, uh, I'm just going to take a minute on this. I feel that DC and Marvel I feel the movies that have DC characters and the movies that are staying true to that DC character is better than any Marvel movie. Marvel is really based around look at the explosions, look at the action, look at the supernatural. And DC is more about look at the complexity, look at the uh, evolving characters that are maybe manipulating each other that are have secret agendas with each other it's very complex and um if you take a look at i'll give you an example look at the very two first batmans both keaton and bale first two batmans they're awesome because they're about detect uh, uh, being a detective they're about uncovering a secret plot they're about finding out and pinpointing and 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 connecting the dots. And then you look at the Batmans that came after it 
And they just – because – they're like, well, we need to throw more action in there. We need to throw more explosions in there. And that's not what DC characters are really about. Um, they're, they're, even Superman relies upon his smarts. And I feel like the best DC movies are, are the ones that don't try to be Marvel. And I feel like the worst DC movies are the ones that are trying to be like Marvel. Um, that's uh, a great point. Suicide great Squad, point, man. Suicide Squad. They tried Suicide to be a Marvel. Tried to be, uh, you know, tried to be Guardians Marvel. of the Galaxy or something like they that. They did, and Guardian Ga- Galaxy is trying to be crap. Well, they do a good job. <laughs> so, Dicks. but that's the thing is, is like they're they're they. You're exactly right. Suicide Squad, and if you remember, and Triers, if you remember this as well too, they had to reshoot Suicide Squad scenes because after they saw. What Deadpool, how successful Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy were, they reshot a lot of scenes um, for Suicide Squad, hopefully that it would strike a better chord with the audience. And when DC tries to be Marvel, it fails. DC needs to be DC and be its own entity. Stop trying to be like Marvel. Stop trying to shove CGI down our throats and and give us what's real and what's tangible Give us complexity. Give us detective. Give us connect the dots, and uh, and you have you have a better franchise than anything in MCU right now, and anything MCU could be. And that's just my little rant. I just wanted to share with that's you. That's an. Those are some interesting points. Those are really interesting points. Um, okay, what's your question? My question your, is, uh, is that uh, all right? Uh, and Triers, you're more than welcome to chime in as well too. What would be the worst part about being a superhero? What would be the worst part about you're a superhero? I don't care what power you have power you're, or you're Batman of some sort. What's the worst part about being a superhero? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's the learning curve. You know, I, like you look at Batman, you look at, uh, you know, hit girl. We don't really see her. We kind of come into this movie like she's already a rock star, yeah. you know? She she has to take a couple of bullets with the Kevlar vest on and and uh, it's not really that big of a deal to her you know she's like as long as I can have a Sunday afterwards I'm cool <laughs> shoot me, um, <clears throat> but you look at Kike in the movie and he just gets the crap kicked out of him you know you look at like a lot of the Spider Man movies and and all of these things and with all these like origin stories of superheroes there's this big old learning curve of them making a lot of poor decisions and learning from those. And that's, you know, it's good that they learn from them, but I think that'd be the suckiest part. It's just getting the crap kicked out of you that first few weeks on the job when you, uh, before you get that, you know, if I could somehow bypass that, I think I'd be much more inclined to be a superhero. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. For me, I was going to say laundry. Like that Ah. was my very first thought because I, I, watching this movie, like kick a, I don't get it. He's always bleeding, but he, he always has a clean wetsuit on. Like it just, <laughs> I, I don't know what detergent that is, but that's pretty good stuff. Or oh, he's bought like a hundred of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and so, but no, like, I, I guess it'd be like the menu, like, like the little task in life. Like, you know, maybe someone a dent looks at you weird. Now you're super paranoid or, you know, the worst part's gotta be like being, being like a human, like being just a regular person. Uh, when you're not the superhero, because you have to be weak now. You have to be. Uh, yeah. You have to be. You have to. You have to be vulnerable, and uh, you have to turn that switch. And I guess that. Oh gosh, that'd be horrible to just do that. I, I'll ask you a question real quick. Have you ever seen the movie Kill Bill Two? 
No, I haven't. I um, okay. I will though. No I, spoiler. The first no, one spoiler. On the no spoiler. No But first. I will. I will. Uh, th- and for you triers who've seen this, you know what I'm talking about. There's a scene where it's a monologue, and one character is talking to another character. That's as much as I'll tell you. But in this monologue, he says, "Do you know who my favorite superhero is?" And he said, "Superman." He says, "Let me tell you why." Is Batman? He tries to be bigger than life. Spider Man. He tries to be bigger than life. He has to be strong. They have to be athletic. They have to save the day. And but they're but Bruce Wayne becomes Batman when he puts the mask on and he puts the suit on. Spider Man becomes Spider Man when he puts the mask on and he puts the suit on. Superman is Superman. Superman doesn't is is born Superman. He is the superhero. But he chooses his mask the same way that Batman wears a mask, same way that Spider-Man wears a mask. His mask is to be Clark Kent. And what traits does he represent Clark Clark Kent to be? Because Clark is the representation of the human race to Kal-El. When he looks at humans, he interprets it and turns it into Clark Kent. And Clark is weak. Clark is a, is clumsy. He's a klutz. He he's inconsistent. He is someone that is not trustworthy, not reliable, barely keeping it together. And that is how Superman looks at the human race. And I thought, man, that just blew my mind. I just love that. <laughs> and I still think that's one of the coolest things I've ever heard in my life. And um, we'll have to put that on a future uh, future episode, but. Um, keep that in mind. Like, like that's the, that's like that, that's how I kind of look at what's the worst part of being a superhero is, is like, now you have to be vulnerable because you have to go get milk and eggs and bread and cheese at the grocery store. You know, you have to be (laughs) normal. You can't, yeah, you gotta, you gotta let the kids beat you up at school so you don't reveal who you really are. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. We, we talked about kick a, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie if it's your thing. If if B movies like Evil Dead Two are your thing, you want to relax and watch something that's kind of goofy, kind of funny, got some action in it too. It's a good one. It's a good one for that. Um, so next week we um, what are we doing next week, Brandon? Which one did we decide? We decided on. Uh, we decided on. Well, we're sticking with superhero movies. Yes, uh, and uh, this was a movie that uh, when I saw Kike, it imme- it immediately remembered. I uh, remember of a movie a long time ago. Uh, it's got to be maybe ten years old, maybe fifteen years old, and it's a movie that came out uh, quite a while ago. And it was a it's a B movie as well. It's a B movie that's about superheroes who do end up becoming like hey we can do it we can be normal men and we can also be superheroes as well and so it was like oh this made me want to watch this movie because i haven't seen it in forever and that is called mystery men so ben stiller uh um other uh the hank hazara who uh you know patches a hula hand uh yeah he's in it um uh uh, there's there's actually a, a lot of really big names in it, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. I haven't seen this in forever, and uh, if we're gonna watch a superhero B movie, this is what we're gonna watch. All right, Mystery Men, that's gonna be on next week, 
And uh, yeah, so to wrap up, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, either way, however you watch the show, uh, remember that we're going to be live every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. So you can catch us on our Facebook page. Just search for Try Try Again Podcast. You can find us there every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.